0: Uh, roughly at 1 p.m. Washington D.C. time, uh, pro-Trump supporters have, uh, broken into Capitol building by scaling the walls. They have entered both cham- they, they had entered both chambers of Congress, both the Senate and the House. And at the time of the recording, they have just been cleared out of the inside of Capitol Hill and outside by local police forces. Uh, joining us to discuss this are uh, the unprofessional analysts with uh Hong and Julian. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being yeah, here. Thanks
2: you. for inviting us. Yeah.
0: So, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, I know it's been a roller coaster.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, first of all, it was uh, well unexpected, but also expected because um, we've seen repeatedly that Trump has said that. He will, you know, tell his supporters, rally his supporters to, uh, do some protest on January 6th. So it was kind of expected. But then, uh, the violence and like how they broke into the Capitol building and how they were, you know, breaking windows and stuff, I think that was a little bit in- unexpected for me.
3: Um, for me as well, I, I, I agree with Eon. Um, uh, leading up to today, there, there's been, um, protests all throughout Southern California, just small ones, though, not really newsworthy um, to, to contest the electoral college results. Um, So I, I, so I, in a way I did expect there to be demonstrations, but I did not expect there to be, you know.
1: So personally, I would define this as insurrection, a coup d'etat, given that this was a violent uprising against a, against the federal government. What would you call this? Um, so I
3: would use the same term as that you did, um, insurrection, uh, a few hours ago when Joe Biden made a, uh, Joe Biden issued a statement a few hours ago and he, he also said, he also used the word, uh, insurrection, um, and I, I truly do agree with it. Uh, he also said that it it borders, um, sedition, which I also do agree with because, you know, this, this isn't just, uh, uh, this isn't just a protest at this point. This isn't just, you know. This isn't just a demonstration against, you know, a certain idea. This is domestic terrorism, if, you know, you want to go to that
0: lane. So, you know, that's what that's what I would call it. And, you know, going into the reasoning behind all of this why it was so out of the blue, I really think that, you know, this attack on the Capitol building, it's a result of four years of, you know, being fed misinformation by you know, Fox News hosts like Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, you know, being really fed a terrible narrative where it makes these, you know, it makes, you know, Trump supporters really doubt, no, not even doubt, really, you know, hate the establishment. It makes them believe that the establishment is natural against them and that the establishment took away the election from them, from them, hardworking Americans. And ultimately, they thought that if the government wouldn't stand up for them, as Trump had told them, then they would have to take matters into their own hands. And I think that's what happened today.
1: That's a reminder of viewers that at the time of this coup, this act of domestic terrorism, Congress was in the middle of um, challenging the Electoral College vote. Uh, Sen- I believe Senator James Lankford from Oklahoma was speaking. And... um it, it's quite the it's quite the um ironic moment where these these distinguished senators, these, you know, uh and, and representatives, these people in Congress that are elected to serve, they were they were speaking about defying con defying a lot of the uh, norms of democracy, defying a lot of what of what we hold dear as Americans. This is this was supposed to be a ceremonial event. It was supposed to, it's supposed to be quick, it's supposed to be like a okay, we form democracy, but I don't think anyone, no one expected what happened today, but the fact that it started with, oh, these, you know, distinguished members of, supposedly distinguished members of Congress, you know, defecating all over the norms we hold dear and ending with a violent uprising. One, I believe a woman, uh, woman's now dead because of this, uh, civilian. It clearly is just a repulsive cycle that clearly is not going to, it's not, it's not going to stop.
0: Well. Oddly enough, Mitch McConnell was really a voice of reason today. In his speech, he bashed, you know, all these ridiculous efforts to overturn the election. He said himself that if we overturn what the states have said, if we overturn the will of the American people, that our republic will be permanently damaged. And he's completely right. He was really a rare voice of reason on the Republican side, with a lot of Republican senators and representatives really Standing up for you know this ridiculous attempt to overturn the election, and it just makes me wonder when Congress resumed you know certifying the election results at eight p m washington d c time will Republican lawmakers have the guts to object even further to you know to certifying results in key states because look at where this has led us to
2: well, yeah, um, and also one thing uh so I was just watching the t v news um, and there, we still see a lot of protesters outside in Washington DC, uh, despite the fact that there has been a curfew imposed. So, um, you know, it's an hour away from 8 p.m. Eastern time. So, uh, we may still see some more riots in Washington DC, but we know that there has been police and National Guard deployed. So maybe there will be more riots at 8 p.m., uh, just because people are still outside
3: um so going back to to what you said uh joshua about about whether or not about whether or not republican lawmakers would have the guts to to continue with you know um contesting the the electoral college results i don't think so i don't think they they will because looking at how far how how you know how far this has led us to you know the fact that there was already a breaching of the capitol seeing the, the you know the effects of that i don't think i don't think that you know they would have the production to continue
2: so well well in in my opinion i think uh right now if anything they would have more guts because of the amount of people outside of the capitol hill and also uh you know we know that trump has over 70 million supporters well he got over 70 million votes so uh as a republican politician um, you know, you know, they, they, they want to get reelected to, uh, they, they, they also want to continue, continue their political career. So, uh, if right now they stop, uh, contesting the results, they will possibly lose all these 70 million, uh, supporters. You know, uh, I think as a politician or, uh, what they would think is that they will try to benefit themselves the most. So they, even though they might know that they can't overturn the results, they will still, uh, you know, try so that they can gain the support of these 70 million, uh, voters.
0: Yeah. I, you know, they're definitely, they definitely want to keep the support of their constituents to be reelected. You know, senators like Ted Cruz, who live in very Republican states like Texas, but going, uh, going back towards uh, what you said about Donald Trump, the best thing in my opinion, Donald Trump could have done to dissolve this crisis would have been to concede right there and then, because, you know, the entire reason why all these Trump supporters were raiding the Capitol building was because of, you know, because they believed the election was stolen from them. If Trump had acknowledged to his supporters that the election was not stolen from him and that Joe Biden was the true and legitimate winner, they would have believed him. Instead, what Donald Trump did was he released free tweets, one of them a video in which he while, while he did tell his supporters to go home in peace, he also doubled down on his claim that the election was fraudulent. And it just it just makes me feel as if, you know, the closer we get to Joe Biden's inauguration, the worse it gets. And I'm extremely nervous about what the president will do in the future, you know, in the remaining two weeks of his administration.
1: Well, this is all one big grift. He's plainly amoral. He clearly doesn't care. He and honestly, it's not even really about him. It's about the movement and really the um The amount of disarray he's caused, more or less, he's more a symptom of. And I honestly believe that right right now, as as we speak, there are several congressmen, congresspeople trying to write up articles of impeachment against him right now. And others, some people are calling for 25th Amendment. Some people are calling for impeachment. How likely is it that... And I, I also... It a historian Heather Cox Richardson. She said that she does she does not believe Trump will be in office 24 hours from now. He will he'll resign. I mean, how likely is it that President Trump won't be in office either by resignation or from removal or something else, you know, or something like um, even 25th Amendment before the inauguration even happens? I mean, is 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 that a likely scenario?
2: Well, um, I think you know because he hasn't parted himself yet, so. Maybe he will pardon himself first and then resign. I think uh for for him, uh it will probably be the safest plan. And also uh right now we're just like two weeks, fourteen days away from January twentieth, where uh the next president will have will start his work. So, uh, you know, with fourteen days, uh I don't think impeachment will go through that fast. So, uh maybe they will just let them have the fourteen days and. Uh, just wait till Joe Biden gets uh inaugural. So I I think that's most likely is gonna happen. Um,
3: for me, uh, I don't think that there's enough time to go through uh with an impeachment. Um, but you know, the past few days have been sort of it's been bad for Donald Trump because on I, it, Saturday or Sunday, that's when the Washington Post released the the tapes of that call, that very controversial call with with um George and with. Uh, Georgia officials, um, and that's, you know, there have been a lot of questions surrounding as to whether or not what he did was legal. Keeping that in mind, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns because of all the pressure surrounding it, a lot of the controversy surrounding that call, the the controversy surrounding what happened today, the controversy around him, you know, tweeting about Mike Pence, pushing Mike Pence to, to challenge the, the electoral college. I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns. But, um, I do not think that there is enough time to go through with an impeachment.
0: I mean, it reminds me of, um, Ronald Reagan's Iran Contra, uh, Iran Contra scandal and how it was so into his presidency that ultimately lawmakers decided not to even bother with, with impeachment proceedings, I believe, since Ronald Reagan was so close to the end of his second term. But it just, it makes you wonder, you know, how can, you know, what motivate, what motivated these people? To be willing to be shot in order to storm, you know, the seat of our, the seat of our American government.
2: Yeah, and and also um, one more thing, uh, you know, Trump isn't as old as Biden, so uh, he's seventy four, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, Trump is seventy four, so I think so. Yeah, yeah, and so um, you know, if he resigns, I don't think his supporters will like that, you know. So and 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 you know, Trump has also said that he wants to. Uh, "Quote unquote, run it back, you know. Uh, n- next time. So, if he resigns, he's gonna lose a lot of this support. So, in my opinion, he won't.
0: I personally do. Um, the Capitol building has not been attacked, uh, since eighteen fourteen by the British in the War of eighteen twelve, and the fact that this is happening now, I mean, his name is literally all over it, <laughs> with you know all the flags being carried around. You know, Donald Trump, in my opinion, has been one of the most destructive people, you know, in American democracy, and this really puts nail in the coffin for his legacy as president.
2: Uh, and also, um, I was watching the news. Leaders from around the world have, well, some of them have uh, expressed themselves. For example, uh, Boris Johnson, uh, he has said that um, this is like a disgrace, uh, and he's saying that. You know, like a democratic country like U.S. shouldn't have this stuff. But then also, um, as Joshua just said that uh, you know, like uh, how Trump has been uh, devastating U.S.'s democracy and, uh, you know, just U.S.'s reputation. But then I think another important issue that we have to look into is that you know, after eight years of Obama, why was Trump elected? I I think that's another important issue, right? Like. Uh, if uh so like why was someone like Trump elected after you know many people think that Obama did a great job why was uh wh- wh- why did Trump came up
0: you know well, I think the reason behind that is because um Trump in twenty sixteen campaigned as somebody who was outside of the establishment he was a political outsider, and compared to Hillary Clinton, she seemed you know like a classic politician, all talk do nothing whereas trump he seemed promising. He sounded like he was going to do a lot of things for America. And it really appealed to a wide base of support. And I think that, and, you know, also Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, she's had quite a troubled political past. So I think that all really contributed to Trump's victory. Not to mention that the real nail in the coffin for Hillary Clinton's defeat and Donald Trump's victory then was that she called Donald Trump supporters a basket of deplorables and she alienated his supporters like that and ultimately on election night it really reflected very very poorly on her of course nobody had the benefit of hindsight back then and nobody knew that his administration would turn into this
1: um i just have three quick things one it's the era of covid if anyone in the capitol building is dead because of covid given that they're all hunkered down in the, bay, in, the bay, in the bunkers if anyone on staff or anything It's on his hands. It is on Donald Trump's hands. It is on the insurrectionist hands that they die of COVID. It's on their hands. Two, this is the best argument for D.C. statehood. The National Guard was not called. The D.C. National Guard was not called because the Defense Department is is the one that's supposed to call it. And they didn't call it for two hours. It was Virginia who acted their own state guard before D.C. did. And that's because the Defense Department, under the Trump administration, delayed it. So that's 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 probably the best argument imaginable. And I posted that um one twenty twenty one, That was that's going to be our new nine eleven. That's going to be the day we're going to remember for twenty years, and we're going to remember for a century after this happens. And the people who who were on the front lines now, if just a few hours ago, are going to are going to be the heroes of. That we're going to celebrate for 20 years i know this is a weird comparison but it really it really that's what really came to mind for me and if we and if we take the same type of okay we need to really reform we need major reforms to make sure something like this doesn't happen again it's not going to take just oh war and um invasive uh surveillance it's going to take actual reckoning with the fault of america's faults and actually trying to come to some national consensus in some form or another with people who aren't on the insurrection side, everyone else, coming together and actually working out s- actual solutions to the political, economic, and social issues that have led to this moment.
0: I mean, while I agree that both 9-11 and what happened today were historical attacks, unprecedented attacks on American democracy and our value in institutions, Obviously the lo the obvious loss of life uh on nine eleven was far greater than uh what happened today, with so far the only fatality being a woman, a pro Trump supporter, a woman who was uh shot. So you know, while I understand the comparison you're trying to make, there are obvious differences.
2: So, uh I just wanna, you know, continue on Jacob Jacob's point. So uh you said that we needed major reforms. Um but then as we know major reforms takes a long time they take more than four years more than eight years but then as we know the longest time that a president can serve is eight years so uh and then most of the times that an opposing party's presidents uh will you know overturn a lot of the original policies and you know uh for me it seems like Uh, every eight or four years the policy gets overturned and then another four years gets overturned uh, and you're not really going anywhere with the big reform so how how do you think that can be addressed uh, under the current system or do we need to make some bigger
1: changes i mean we gotta make those big changes i mean that's why um that's why Stacey abrams and the georgia races are so important that they uh that that was a it's a crucial first step i mean Nothing happens overnight. And I agree that things do change. But after this moment, after this presidency, clearly the past 40, as I said before, the past 40 years of reagan conservatism running the country, it's, just, it's the tides, the tides have shifted. And whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's up to the individual to decide. But it's clear that the country has shifted more to the left. Make sure to join us for part two of the conversation with the unprofessional analysts, where we'll delve into Georgia, the stimulus package, and Merrick Garland. And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero Stock Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zero Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zero Poly with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions.
0: Thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next time.